Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. First things first, apologies for being MIA in the last couple of weeks. In my household, May is a very, very busy month, um, but we're back live and kicking and just in time to review the final match week of the season. As a Liverpool fan, I'm so relieved that this season has come to an end. I've been looking past this season for quite a few months now. And I've got one eye on next season and looking at what the club needs to do in order to challenge again. But I guess that's another episode for another day. But today we'll briefly look into each fixture and I'll give my thoughts on each team and how they've done this season and what they've achieved. So the first one is Arsenal versus Wolves and the game concluded 5-0. A nice way for Arsenal to end the season and give the fans some encouragement for the future. Now, let's keep it 100. Arsenal did bottle the league after having a 10-point gap probably a couple of months ago, I would say. And unfortunately, they've ended the season five points behind the champion, which is Man City. But honestly speaking, it's a tough uh, way to lose a title. Um, trust me, as a Liverpool fan, we've experienced it a few times against this great Man City team. But for me, I think the club and the fans should be very proud of how the team have performed this season. Arsenal plays some amazing football uh, throughout the season and a lot of people, in fact, didn't have Arsenal in their top four predictions. So, well, I did. I actually had Arsenal as a dark horse for the title and I thought they would finish uh, in fourth position. So, Funny thing about this whole title race is that a lot of pundits are now disregarding Arsenal as title challenges for next season. I'm certainly not one of them. Uh, we'll have a clearer picture, I think, once uh, Arsenal have signed some players as well as other teams in the summer. But I certainly think this title charge that they've displayed in this season will only give the young squad invaluable experience for the next season. And I'm sure they will go again. They're also back in the Champions League, uh, which is another thing for Arsenal fans to look forward to. In regards to the opposition Wolves, um, they've had a mixed season. First half, I would say they were pretty poor. Uh, but since the appointment of um, La Potigui, um, the team has played better football and they've finished the season in 13th, which is a decent overall finish. And they pretty much avoided getting into a relegation battle. So, for me, the big question is actually about the manager who has been linked with other jobs, including the Tottenham job right now. So, that will be the key to their success next season is keeping hold of this manager um, who is known for playing intricate football. So, definitely one to look out for. Wolves signed quite a few decent players last summer on paper. But for me, none of them really lived up to the bill. So recruitment will be very important in the summer. I'm sure George Mendes is on the phone recommending some exciting talents from Portugal uh, to the Wolves committee right now. So yeah, won't be surprised to see any players coming from that direction. On to the next game, Brentford versus Man City. So surprisingly so, I would say, during this match week. But the title was pretty much wrapped up. So there wasn't a huge importance in terms of how City played or from a standpoint for Man City. 
Unfortunately for Brentford, despite the win, they missed out on European football. But I think they've had a fantastic season. One of their star performers, Aaron Tony, unfortunately is banned for the next eight months after being found guilty to betting charges. He's such a great talent. I hope the club stands by him and supports him during this difficult time in his career. With regards to Man City, they've simply been amazing so far. I always thought they would make a late charge and clinch the title from Arsenal. The experience and the squad depth was too much for the Gunners. Haaland had an amazing season, scoring 36 goals in 35 games, along with eight assists. Now, that's some sensational stuff there. And in his debut season as well, I actually think he still has room for improvement in certain parts of his game, which is such a scary thought to, to have there. City are on a mission to win the treble. They face Manchester United this Saturday in the FA Cup final. And then they face Inter Milan on the 10th of June in Istanbul. Now, the big question is, will they win the treble? I don't think they will. Um, I think the game against Inter Milan, I'm not sure why, but something tells me it's not going to be as straightforward as it seems. And we could be in for surprise. But... Nevertheless, exciting couple of weeks for City fans and even us neutrals, as I'm looking forward to watching the two finals that are coming up. Next fixture, Manchester United versus Fulham. They beat them 2-1. Now, I've had a lot of United fans getting on to me in regards to my top four prediction video. just want to say, calm down. It's just a prediction. It's not something that was gospel or something that I said would definitely happen. I was going off by Liverpool's form. Um, that draw against Villa did not help. <laughs> so it is what it is. But well done to Manchester United for finishing third and above Liverpool, I guess. Um, that was the target from Ten Hag. So just let us know when the parade is in regards to that. Another team that makes its return to the Champions League. I've seen a lot of United fans and content creators mocking Liverpool with being in the Europa League now. All I have to say, don't worry, we'll see you there in January as you'll probably get knocked out in the group stages and we'll both be singing that Thursday night anthem for, for Europa League. So looking forward to that. In terms of Fulham, they had a great half, first half, I should say, of the season and looked like they were actually challenging for European football. But regardless, they ended the season in 10th. And coming from the Championship, I think that's a great achievement in my eyes. And I'm sure a lot of Fulham fans would agree. I'm sure they're looking forward to next season as well. The next fixture, Newcastle drew to Chelsea. They were trailing in this game and managed to nick a point. But for Newcastle, finishing fourth is a fantastic achievement. And I think it brings their master plan forward by a few years. And I'm sure they weren't expecting to get Champions League qualification anytime soon. So... You have to give a lot of credit to Eddie Howe and the coaching staff. They've been fantastic this season. And for me, one of the best managers overall. The summer is going to be an exciting one for Newcastle fans. But for our teams that are challenging for top four, it's a scary one. As I think they will sign some top players in the summer. I won't say they'll sign elite players, but players that a lot of big teams are after. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a scary for nonetheless. Chelsea, on the other hand, 
they've been abysmal to say the least. Spending over 600 million in two windows and in finishing 12, the club simply has no strategy, no direction. They bought players left, right, and center like it was FIFA career mode. Right now, they're set to appoint Pochettino, which for me is the right decision there, as he is a quality manager. But this will be a big summer for Chelsea. They need to get rid of a lot of players, refine the squad to a decent number, and have a plan and long-term vision for this team. Because right now, people seem to be clueless in terms of how to run this football club. Some have already said Chelsea will be challenging next season. I'm not quite so sure. But like I mentioned for Arsenal, let's see which team uh, recruits which players. And then we'll be able to talk about the aspirations for each team next season. But I feel like it's too early to say. You can't go off by what the team have done or are going to do. Once players haven't been signed, we can't really say much. So I'll just say hold off in terms of predictions for next season right now. Aston Villa, they managed to clinch the win against Brighton. And what a result that was. And for Unai Emery and his boys, they'll be playing in the Europa Conference League next season. And that's a great achievement considering where they were earlier this season. At one point, they were really struggling to be in the top half. So the appointment of Unai Emery has been a masterstroke nonetheless. One of the most informed teams, I would say, in the second half of the season. And Unai Emery deserves all the flowers. He's been one of the best managers alongside Eddie Howe, in my opinion. Brighton, what an amazing season they've had as well. After Graham Potter had left the club, especially from the outside, I wasn't so sure in terms of how the team would cope. Would they be able to recruit the right manager to take them forward? And they've certainly found a man in Deserby who has certainly elevated his team even further. They've played some spectacular football. They have some great talent in their team. Some players will be departing, such as McAllister and Caicedo, but their recruitment philosophy is out of this world. So I'm sure they'll be unearthing some hidden gems very, very soon. It's the first time the club have qualified for European football. So exciting time for the Seagulls there. The next game was a bit crazy to say at least. Southampton 4, Liverpool 4. Neither team wanted to defend and it was all attack, attack, attack to say the least. Unfortunately for Southampton, they'll be playing their trade in the Championship next season. If they manage to keep some of their best players, I think they'll have a chance of coming straight back up to the Premier League. They've, they're set to appoint Russell Martin from Swansea. And I think Southampton in general are a well-run club. So they have the facility to make a return very soon. Suleimana, who's a player I've been raving about since the World Cup, showed his true talent yesterday. It's a shame he wasn't able to do that throughout the season or was given the opportunity to do so. If he stays at the club, it would only strengthen their position to return to the Premier League in the near future. Liverpool, on the other hand, as I mentioned at the top of the show, thank God the season is over. Um, yesterday was a true reflection of how the season has been for Liverpool. Attacking-wise, we have some great players, but the midfield like energy and the defence was simply all over the place. This summer is a big one for Liverpool. If FSG do not give Klopp the funds to invest in the squad, we could be heading into a downward, downward spiral, in my opinion, as this team needs some fresh braces and it just needs a new life in terms of new players into the team. Speaking of players, 
I think Liverpool need to sign at least four players. And number six is a must. We've recently been linked to Southampton's Lavia, uh, a talented player, but for me, not quite ready to make an impact in the team straight away. I would also say they need to sign a couple centre mids. Strong reports suggesting McAllister is set to join Liverpool. Until I don't see him holding his shirt, I won't make any further comment as he's been strongly linked to City as well. So I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'll wait until the announcement is official. I think Liverpool should also look into signing a left-sided centre-back, especially if we continue to play this 3-2-5 formation. Another thing, if Trent becomes a midfielder, a new right-back could also be an area to strengthen. A bonus signing for me would be a right-sided winger to cover Salah, but I'm being greedy. Greedy there's FSG. As owners, they always recruit the bare minimum. So, a lot to look forward to Liverpool. Depends how you look at it. A lot of fans do not have much hope, especially with FSG as our owners. I feel like we just have to wait and see, see how it goes. If we recruit three to five players, I think we could be back in the fold again. But at this stage, um, I don't have the most sort of optimism with regards to recruitment. Only time will tell in, in, the, in that regards. Everton managed to clinch an important winner thanks to Dakuri after he won the strike that smashed the ball into the back of the net. That goal was worth more than anything you can believe. It helped Everton secure Premier League status for another season. Bournemouth, despite the loss, finished the campaign in 15th place, which is still a, a good achievement for, for the team, as most of us, I'm sure, had Bournemouth as one of the teams that were set to be relegated. So they've definitely beaten the odds there. Leeds United were unfortunate to lose 4-1 against Spurs and that defeat puts them back into the championship. So much has gone wrong at the club. Questionable appointments of managers. Every manager that they appointed had a different football philosophy and none of them were really given time. So when that comes into fold, it was always going to be a big ask to avoid the drop. The appointment of Sam Allardyce was a terrible one from the, from the start. They had no chance with a person whose ego is larger than life. Spurs, on the other hand, no European football after another disappointing campaign. Their task is to find the right manager. But at this stage, it looks like no one has a job. So it will be a difficult few weeks to try and find the right person. Last year, they got the Wolves manager, uh, Nuno Santos there, but... That didn't work out, so they have to be very careful who they appoint. Crystal Palace drew against Nottingham Forest. I think in terms of the talent that was on show, we were certainly witnessing the future of Crystal Palace in the form of Elise and Eze. They must stay at the club if the team wants to go forward, as they are amazing talents, and I've been raving about them all season as well. Nottingham Forest's lethal hitman, Awonyi, scored in four consecutive games. So he'll, he'll be wanting to continue this form into next season as he's become more accustomed to the league now. So next season, I think we'll, he will have a big impact uh, in the Nottingham Forest team. So that concludes our review of Match Week 38. Uh, but before we end the show, I'll announce this week's Manager of the Week in the FPL, but also Manager of the Season. So 
the FPL manager of the week goes to uh, Bamo Kun, uh, and his team name is Rum Punch, and they achieved 94 points. So well done to you. Uh, a bench boost certainly helped uh, play a part in your final score there. So good selection there. The FPL manager of the season goes to FF uh, Kuovis. Um, your team name is Dash Dash. So you didn't give yourself a team name, but well done to you. Your total score was 2,632, which is absolutely ridiculous. So well done to you. Great achievement uh, in regards to FPR. And that's the end of the show, guys. So thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I will be doing some more content in upcoming weeks. So the next show will take place hopefully on Thursday, where I will do end-of-season review, um, present awards from Football Talk Podcast. Um, and then from next week onwards, we'll probably do more transfer-related content. So I plan to do a weekly show just to cover up all the transfers, not just Liverpool, all the Premier League teams, transfer speculation or players that they sign. Give my thoughts and opinions on that. So make sure to follow me on social. So you can follow me at AussieFTP on Twitter or Aussie.FTP on Instagram. And yeah, make sure to follow, keep up to keep up with the new content that's coming up in the next few weeks. So yes, as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye.